Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, currently in Ireland, women can't defer their maternity leave while they're being treated or recovering from cancer. And the Leave Our Leave campaign, which calls the legislation unfair, are fighting for change. Erica is with us on the programme today. Erica, will you just tell us a little bit about your story, first of all? Sure, Andrea. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer during pregnancy back in 2019. Um, and when my baby was just three weeks old, I had to, actually had to undergo chemo and radiation. So I spent the entire duration of my maternity leave in and out of hospital, bed bound, really ill. Um, and I was forced to use that as maternity leave. I wasn't given the option to take sickness leave instead. And, and that's really what we're trying to change with this proposal. It must have been very difficult, um, Erica, getting, getting that diagnosis. Can you can you bring us back to that time in, in 2019? Like, I can't imagine you're, you're just, you know, having gone through uh, the birth of your baby and coming to terms with, you know, with all of that and, and then getting a diagnosis like this. Yeah, sure. So um, I would have been diagnosed in the last trimester of my pregnancy. So just at that point when, you know, and Rosha is our first and only baby as well. So we were really gearing up and really excited that she was so soon on her way. Um, And then I noticed some changes and and went to my GP and ultimately 10 days later was given the diagnosis. Um, And I had to have surgery while I was still pregnant too. So it was just a really, really difficult time. Yeah. Um, and because the cancer was quite advanced, I had no option but to act really quickly after she was born. Um, and that essentially landed me in a, in a chemo chair three, when she was three weeks old. Um, so it was really difficult. And it just felt at the time that, you know, my maternity leave was something that I should have been looking forward to, spending that time with her, bonding with her. And I just felt that, I was robbed of that and not only robbed of it at the time, but also robbed from being able to take it when I was finished all that grueling treatment. And that's really what we're trying to do. You know, we, we launched this campaign almost to the day last year mm. to try and stop this from happening to other women. And unfortunately, we've, we've had to come out today again um, and speak on the issue again. We've, you know, we've, we've launched a video now this year so people can really understand what that experience is like. Um, we have the support, we have cross-party support, but what we don't have yet is action. Um, and we really want this to happen really, really quickly because it's affecting one woman every week in Ireland. Um, and as someone who's survived all this, it's just not acceptable. One woman every week, that's the, that's the stats, is it, Erica? Yeah, that's the stats, yeah. So it happens in one in a thousand births, which in Ireland works out as just over one woman every week who's having this tremendous fight on your hands, you know, coupled with a newborn baby, which is hard at the best of times. And really, it just feels like you don't have any support from government. You know, you know, there isn't even the capacity or the capability to defer what's essentially a human right to have that bonding time with your baby. And It's not even, I suppose, the time, Erica, to, you know, to to enjoy or, or get to embrace um, the maternity leave because like, in, in your case, you were, you were actually, like, you were fighting. You were yeah. sick, you were fighting 
you were undergoing what in any other nor- any other normal instance is incredibly tough and and gruelling treatment to sit in a chemo chair and anybody who knows anybody who's gone through it will will know what that entails but like there's a it's not even just the physical fight there's a there's a, a psychological impact of that as well absolutely and i think it's the kind of the collision of good and bad that makes it really difficult psychologically too you know you're literally gearing up for one of the best things that's going to happen, you know, having your first baby, but then also having this huge battle on your hands and asking yourself and just hoping, you know, I really hope I'm going to I'm going to be here. I'm hope I'm, I'm hopeful that this treatment is successful while also, you know, looking a tiny newborn in the eye is incredibly incredibly hard. Um and what we can't do is, you know, if help women avoid the situation unfortunately if you're diagnosed during pregnancy there's treatments that you just need to do but what we can do and what we have to do is to make their lives easier you know and give them that right to defer their maternity leave so they have that protected time when they finish their treatments. So in in, in your case you had on, undergone surgery while pregnant you started your yeah. your chemo when when your baby was just three weeks old and how long did that that treatment run for Erica? Um, so it literally ran for the entire duration of my maternity leave um, so that's the, the six months of the 26 weeks leave um, when I finished treatment literally days later I got the letter in the door to say that my maternity leave was up um, and there's actually another piece as well in that normally what happens is you you get the choice to take 16 weeks additional, but because we needed to revert to illness leave, I, I couldn't bank that leave either. So you end up where you're actually in a much worse scenario than anyone who's having, I guess, what you want to call a normal pregnancy. Because in other instances, people, you know, when their their official maternity leave is over, will then take an option or choose to extend it by taking unpaid leave yeah. for, for a number of weeks. So... So that wasn't an option then for you, was it? No, it wasn't an option. I had to go on, on sick leave afterwards. Um, and what really should have happened was I was on sick leave first and then my maternity leave was banked. You know, when you go on holiday in Ireland, if you get sick, you can revert to sick leave. Um, if my baby girl had been sick, I could have postponed. If my husband was sick on his paternity leave, he has the right to postpone that. So my big cause of anger and frustration on this is why do I not have that same right in Ireland in 2023? Just, Erica, sorry, just to clarify that for me. Yeah, yeah. that's a a very fair point that if you come back from a week's annual leave and you you take sick on the, the last day or two, you're subsequently off, I suppose, on, or you're off work then on sick leave. Yes, yeah. But your partner could postpone the paternity. Yeah, so we have mechanisms in place in Ireland that if a man is sick on his paternity leave, they can go on illness leave and then take their paternity leave. There's also a mechanism that if my baby, Rosha, had been hospitalised, I could defer my maternity leave. So there's precedence there, um, but we just don't have the mechanisms in place for if and when the woman is seriously ill herself. And that's what the, the huge problem is. And that's what needs to change. Is that an oversight? I mean, it it it, it just strikes me as being so bizarre that we have the mechanism in place 
for men, but not for women. Yeah, and you know, it, it could potentially be an oversight. I wouldn't like to think that there's any malice involved. The Paternity Act was last amended in 2016 and the Maternity Act was last amended in 2004. So I'm hoping it's literally just a difference in time. Um, you know, I'm trying to be positive about it, but it's not okay that that's the case, you know, um, and that's what needs to, to be looked at. So we're we're working a lot from the Irish Cancer Society with various, um, political parties mm-hmm. who support us on this. You know, we've been engaging with the OPLA to draft legislation, but we also know that the government have it within their power to fix this essentially overnight. And as someone who's gone through this and in full, full knowledge that there are women getting that letter in the door once a week in mm-hmm. Ireland, I just really want action to happen today. I don't want to have to come to the doll again next year and have to raise this issue again that's another 60 women who are affected um, and that's just really not acceptable to me. Are you me. confident there'll be change? Um, I've been confident since we started this campaign. We started working on it in the background two years ago. I haven't met anybody who opposes it um, and I strongly feel it's just the mechanism behind it and also, you know, politicians, government, etc. are busy and there's many groups looking for different things but I strongly feel that this should really be a priority. Um, every man, woman and child in Ireland would want this to happen. There's nobody who would counter this. Um, but we just really need it to happen soon. Yeah. Erica, how, how is your own health at the moment before I let you go? Yeah, good. You're good, um, yeah, good. So much better. Yeah, good. back to work. I will be on treatment for another seven years or so. Um, hormonal treatment. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. Overall, good. Good yeah. form. Yeah, well, listen, it's good yeah. good, good to chat to you and I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, join us here on the programme. Look, if there's anybody else in a similar circumstance, if you drop me an email because we might come back to this another day as well. It's lunchtimelive at newstalk.com is the email address. Erica, thank you for joining us in the programme today. Thank you, Andrea. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.